the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Black talking money, investing, and more. What's your financial goals? My goal is to get you to at least a million dollars for your retirement nest egg. Perhaps more. A million dollars will afford you about a $40,000 a year income on top of about the 20000 that you might get from Social Security, which the 20000 that you're going to get from Social Security is going to be taxed pretty aggressively. Um, and after you pay for your Medicare, Medicaid, Medi-Cal, that 20000 is basically gone. So, yep. How much can you live off? $1,000 a month? $2,000 a month? Is your house going to be paid for? Are you going to downsize? These are all things to consider and to think about. Anything you want to talk about today, we can talk about. We could talk real estate. We could talk Greece. We could talk Europe. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. We could talk winners or losers on Wall Street. I saw an article on, um, it wasn't really an article as much as it was a research report, on the Apple iPhone and how the iPhone 6 is such fundamentally different. It, it's going to have solid numbers all year round. Android is stalled. The iPhone is taking market share in a way that hasn't been seen before. Apple's previously been interested in taking a large share of the market as long as it has cornered a profitable share of the market. The iPhone 6 had record-breaking sales, propelling Apple to new heights and securing the company the most profitable quarter of any company ever. They've sold 2.3 million watches. And the watch is going to be, it's called a Generation 2 company now. Apple is. Where the first generation of the product's not that great, the second generation is. Microsoft used to be considered a three-generation company, where Windows 95, Windows 98, Windows 7. You kind of want it to be patient. So a new device is released towards the end of the year in fourth quarter, prompting an explosion of sales in which demand often outstrips supply. iPhone 6 is quite different. Piper Jaffray's research analyst, Gene Munster, argues we're not going to see that pronounced first quarter drop-off this time. Apple sales have outstripped any iPhone that have come before, with larger screen size helping propel it into markets where the company never previously had much traction. It's going to be pretty interesting to see. Historically, no foreign smartphone company has ever achieved a market share of more than 15%. 
Apple did that with 33% in South Korea. Um, and that data is rising fast. Piper Jaffray's note believes street estimates for iPhone shipments for June to December stands at around 161 million, a 13.3% rise year over year. Don't forget, they jacked the price of this thing. And they went with a very standard 16 gig model, 64, 128. People quickly realized 16 gigs is a problem. You need more. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. We recently saw home builders um, taking it slow this spring as far as new housing goes. Permits for new construction fell 5.7% in March. That could be a very good sign for home values. In large part, if we're not oversupplying with new supply and people are holding on to their homes longer, um, the housing recovery continues, and it's a supply and demand issue. So... Um, Sluggish housing starts may signal fewer home sales. There's always ramifications where you're like, oh, they're not building as many. Maybe they're being cautious. Of course they are. Yes, yeah, so but at the same time, there's a, a positive upside to that too. Yeah, oh. but, well, home prices, but it's it's it, it's less of an indicator today. Uh, we really want to see existing home sales uh, numbers increase significantly, especially here in the Bay Area, since there's not a lot of new single-family homes building. We've seen a lot of condos go up. We've seen a lot of other residential multi-unit properties going up for, for rents. That's a lot of the focus, though, Rob, is is not in the single-family residences. Multi-unit, that's where the money is. It's rents are increasing uh, year over year. They're expected to go up 3.3%. They've already got, uh, this year, they've already got f- uh, 14% since 2010. Here in the Bay Area, places like Oakland, they went up 12% last year, 11.9% in, in San Francisco. So, a lot of focus in the United States and places, especially places like metropolitan areas like the Bay Area, uh, we're seeing multi-unit properties go up. Um, and it, so, it, so where's the focus? It's it's so it's it's the focus of the builders saying, well, we want to, we know that we're going to have a renting generation right now, where there's more renters right now, more people are getting jobs, they're moving back out of houses. Uh, or, or living with family. We had a huge statistic, Rob. It was like 42% of young adults were living with uh, uh, roommates or, or other family members and moving out to their on their own and creating more rentals. So we may be pushing out that first-time home buyer for another you know, two, three, four, five years. Um, so we could see then those builders react to that then, but right now they're reacting to the, the rental market. Now, something that's recently happened in my life is that my mother fell again, her third fall in about two months. She started to kind of lose her mind a little bit more. Um, Just her house is getting more and more messy, and she says neighbors are watching her and things along those lines. So it's time to move mom into a home, Um, and she's ready for it finally, which is interesting because she could have gone 10 years ago, but it's now time. She's ready. She wasn't ready 10 years ago, but she is now. Of which I contacted your brother because he's a real estate agent in Virginia. My mom lives in Virginia, and he's going to represent her home. He's a guy I trust, guy I like. But uh, even more importantly, my mom's house is probably even a little more disarray because she's crazy. But also because when you're 75, 85, 80 years old, you're not putting fresh paint on. The carpets are all kind of crap. Um, kids aren't over there like constantly being you know fixer-uppers per se. So he's going to go into her home and find that it needs a lot of repairs, and he's going to help prioritize which ones my family does and which ones, you know, buyers will, will say, I don't care. Like, we're not mm-hmm. going to put in a new kitchen because someone who buys that house is going to want to put in their kitchen. And, you know, if I go with, you know, a modern look, maybe I even take 25% of the buyers off the market who are going for a more classical look. 
Um, or let's say the contractor doesn't do great work and, you know, it gets extended. And, you know, we just want out front of that home at this point in time. So um, definitely different type of buyers and sellers out there. So when you're buying from a little old lady, much different than buying from a family that's moving uh, that, that kept the place up. It's going to need a lot of work. Yeah, a place like that, you, you really have to go and figure out what the market's all about. For example, in the Bay Area, say you're in you know, a closed environment like Alameda, for example. Uh, you know, distressed property may not need a lot of work in order to get top dollar. Um, yet, if you move a little farther out of the city, maybe you go to Oakland, you really want to make that property stand out, you're going to spend the extra dollar. So it's good that you have a... Um, when you when you do something like this, you want to have somebody who knows the market that that property is in, so that you can figure it figure it out. It, it'll work out perfectly for your mother. But it's a service that a lot of realtors offer, where they uh, kind of consult on what it's done and what doesn't. Uh, my brother has a, a huge background in inspections. He used to be a home inspector as well as a as a um, he used to do contracting. He used to build basements and yeah, funny basements. Not a lot of people have them here, but basements and and kitchens and and uh, bathroom remodel. So he, he has the, the contacts and everything to go through that whole scenario with, with your mom. But a lot of realtors uh, do that kind of service. And, you know, we, we talked about this last night on the, on the air that, you know, realtors are a great source for contacts when it comes to anything from a roof to painting to rugs, uh, inspections and everything. Uh, and I highly recommend that when you do find a realtor and they do give you a recommendation, don't think that they're trying to pocket money. They can't do that. They're just trying to get your house done the right way. And I think that uh, you should definitely use those resources that realtors offer you. I mostly agree. Yeah. So there could be some nepotism sometimes. There could be some things in there that, that aren't, you know, as clean as they should be. But I mostly agree. You can find Tony at com. Email him, Tony, at com. Find me online at robblack.com. Have a big event coming up this Saturday in San Jose, Money 101, All Things Financial. That's for people basically under 45 who are learning about investing and maxing out their 401ks and insurance issues that you might have. In the afternoon, a wealth preservation retirement planning event. It's in San Jose, April 25th, a couple Saturdays from now, about seven or eight days. We'll take a break here. Be right back. I want you to retire a millionaire. That's the goal of the show. If you're in retirement, I want your money to last till the day you die. That's another goal of the show. I'm not like that Corden guy who just started on CBS Late Late Show where he's super nice and he's like, I promise to have fun. We're going to have fun. It's going to be a fun, fun. Like, I'm not happy. This is not happy conversation. Do I sound happy to you? I'm not happy. I will say, like, there's things out there like sluggish housing starts. It could mean higher home prices. If we're not building new homes and people want new homes, there's fewer of them out there. Supply and demand. Um, My goal is to get you to a million dollars. 
Um, and the best thing you could probably do on that is max out your 401k, especially if the company's giving you any matching money. That's golden. Ignoring the benefit of free money is about the most ignorant thing you can do. I, I max out my 401k still. You always want to supplement your 401k with a Roth IRA if you can, if you meet the uh, income requirements. Unfortunately, a lot of people in the Bay Area have to choose 401k or Roth or just typically 401k because of how much income they earn. Stock your 401k with stocks. Don't stock your 401k with bonds or cash, especially if you're young. Average annual returns of 8% in the U.S. Stocks have. You can get higher results by going into foreign markets, but foreign markets are a little bit more up and down. That scares a lot of people. You don't want to be referred. You always want to diversify. Um, and again, I'm not giving you counter ideas. I think you can diversify in stocks with small, mid, large, cap American companies. The three of them. You can diversify with value and growth, value and growth, value and growth amongst the three groups, small, mid, large. Or you can go with a blend and get, you know, three choices instead of six. Don't get carried away with your company stock. Back in the 1990s, uh, companies like Dell, Compaq, Sun Microsystems were huge winners. And then they, you know, some of them went completely away. Don't get caught up in it. Even if you're working at Facebook or Apple, don't get too caught up in it. I own a lot of Apple. I'm not being contradictory. I'm saying be, be intelligent about your diversification. Increase your contributions every year. Save a little bit more. If you made $40,000 more this year than last year, hopefully you saved another you know, 10000 of it. That's how you're going to become a millionaire. Lobby for a better 401k. If your company has a bad 401k, go into the office and say, what's up with us? You're always going to have debt. There's good debt. In my opinion, mortgage debt's good debt. And there's student debt. Student debt's typically pretty good debt if you have a, a push towards science in your degree. Uh, I don't think, you know, $100,000 of college debt for a poet major makes any sense at all. So, to be poor or not to be poor, I shall choose to be poor. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, be careful who you get advice from. You know, if a mortgage guy's out there telling you now's the perfect time to get a mortgage, I bet he says it like eight months later when it's, you know, conditions have changed completely. I bet if you take a look at mortgage lenders and real estate agents, they're typically saying now's the best time to buy real estate. Tony Mendez, mortgage lender, would you agree with that statement? Have you ever met a mortgage lender that said now is a horrible time? No, 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 no. Put money in stocks now. Don't put money into a loan. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing you're saying about the advice that you can get from realtors and, and mortgage guys. They're always going to make it sound like it's the right time. That was one of the craziest things that I heard when I first came to California. Is that everybody was telling me, oh, yeah, real estate always goes up. And when a couple of years later, everything kind of hit the fan. Um, and some, areas, yeah. some areas have recovered from that hit oh, yeah. fan. And some areas haven't. And some have partially, even in the Bay Area. So. Um, yeah, I, I, the Bay Area is definitely you know, held pretty strong. Through, in some areas, never really got hit that hard. Um, but you have to be really careful who you get advice from. I mean, you know, I, I really don't do that type of advice. And in fact, most of the people that I work with, I, I recommend that they either talk to a CPA or at least a CPA 
or a CFP when they're making decisions like buying investment properties or taking cash out of their property. You know, refinance is pretty standard. Um, and you know, but but a purchase though now people are are starting to tap into almost like almost all their cash, and in some cases dipping into their 401ks or IRAs. And you got to be really careful about that. I mean, and then they, they're they're saying that they're doing this because they they're buying a house because they have a kid. And then you know, they realize that now they're taking money out of their retirement and they have a new mortgage payment and they have a kid. Okay, they're, they're going to get some good tax deductions and you know the taxes are going to look great, but they're going to have a lot more expenses. So it's it's really something that um, I, I think we're getting better at it, Rob. But when it really comes down to it, I think housing is going to be a lot stronger because of the way guidelines have changed and, and you know our qualified mortgage rules because they're they're a little tighter on who qualifies. So I think that's going to help, but it's still not a it's not a financial plan when you get a, just because you qualify for a mortgage. Gotcha. Do you know I hate the Greek people? I've got another reason to hate the Greek people. It takes 90 gallons of water to make a tiny container of Greek yogurt. Ouch. There's a lot of acid that's produced in uh, the making of Greek yogurt. 90 gallons of water. Like, don't you now, don't you hate the Greeks? Them and their hairy arms. and uh, When they get together, they smell because they're all unemployed and 25 years old. And, it's 130% true. I think it's more than 130% true. I think it's 200% true. Which, you know, you can't be 200% true, right? So, what are you seeing as far as houses right now? You said uh, basically the more moderately priced homes in the Bay Area? Yeah, moderate, moderately priced homes are, are pretty hot right now, especially the closer you get to San Francisco. You, you know, Rob, we just got the reports from San Francisco uh, average rents of 3860 which is the highest it's ever been. Where's okay. 3680 I think it's 3680 Whatever, it's the highest it's been. So, a lot of renters are, are looking to... So you know what? That's too high. I can't afford a place in San Francisco. The, the square foot per per square foot in San Francisco is the highest it's ever been. Why not buy in Oakland or why not buy in San Leandro or up in the hills or somewhere down the peninsula? And so, uh, and and they're looking at uh, at a nice place. It's you know twice the size of what you would get in San Francisco, and and a yard and it's up considerably. Which is the big fear in real estate, is that people wake up and realize what they're spending money on. And they start thinking, well, maybe I should like. This is going to be tough to say because it's not going to be. It's not going to be true because people live in denial. A housewife in Palo Alto can say, you know, honey, if we sell our house here, we can get a house that's ten times bigger than our current house, say in Oakland, or the Oakland Hills. But no one's going to leave Palo Alto. That's the the, the sear, surreal part of it. Is in the rest of America, people would say, you know what, I'm going to move to the, the suburbs, but not so much here. People are pretty stuck in it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, money, and more. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Coming up, we're going to talk pharmaceuticals with a reporter from the IB Times. Take a break. Be right back. Of course we will. We just need more. Wasting all the time is weighing on my conscience. Feeling done again, feeling I can't shake. Think I'm finally awake. I'd rather do it right than make it be in fake. I know that dreams come true. But I never thought that I would have to leave you. 
Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Joining me now is Kurt Eichenwald from Newsweek. Every Friday at this time, I get to talk with a reporter from the IB Times and or Newsweek. This time, it's Newsweek. How are you, Kurt? Hi, how are you doing? Um, good. Tell us a little bit about your reporting history, your style, what you bring to the table. Uh, I'm uh, I'm an uh, investigative reporter. I've been doing it for 35 years. Uh, started at the New York Times. Uh, written four books. Uh, when I I was a financial investigative reporter primarily at the Times. Uh, Newsweek I do kind of the same thing, uh, but a bit broader. I kind of take on whatever topic uh, hits my fancy that week. You got to do a piece. You got the cover piece in Newsweek this week. Um, It's called Killer Pharmacy Inside a Medical Mass Murder Case. How's it feel to get the cover? Like, that's got to feel pretty rock star, huh? Um, Well, I'm a senior writer, and so um, um, I I, I get the cover. You know, I've, I've had it before. I'll have it again. It's uh this one of those particularly interesting for me. I mean this is this is a uh financial investigation or corporate fraud case that's really a very small company. It's a company called uh New England Compounding Center, which um was, you know, supposed to be just this little pharmacy that filled prescriptions, but in fact it was uh a, a nightmare. I mean, it was a place that was supposed to be very sterile, and they had junk all over the place. They didn't follow procedures. Uh, they broke a lot of laws in terms of who they sold to, and the result was that uh, hundreds of people got um, uh, a fungal meningitis, and it killed 62 people. And now the people running this place are a uh, very rare thing on up on federal murder charges um, uh, because they knew what they were doing. And the question will come down to, you know, well, it, does this really translate into a, into a murder case? But it's a, it's a pretty ugly case. A lot of people suffered a lot. Now, give us a little bit of background. You said it's New England Compounding Center. They provide pharmaceuticals to, is it doctors? Is it hospitals? Well, what they're what they're supposed to do, uh, a compounding center is a very specific kind of pharmacy. It's, okay. you know, they get a prescription for a kind of drug that that isn't, you know, so commonly used. They make it up. You know, they they sit there and they go through these very very, uh, uh, you know, very heavily regulated procedures to make sure that everything is fine and safe and and uh they sell the prescription and what these guys figured out was well why fill a prescription when we can sell you know thousands and thousands and thousands of vials and just make up names and so they were uh they were selling vials by the lot and making up names and they had vials going to uh, Mickey Mouse and Bill Clinton and Hugh Jackman, who whatever name they wanted to put down there. And the problem was people who, you know, when your job and your company is designed to make one vial of medication at a time and what you're making instead is 
thousands, there are different regulations, and they weren't following either set. And the result is that this this medicine that went out was, in fact, poison. And people all over the country, uh, in 20 different states, were being injected with this uh, contaminated uh, medication, I can't even call it medication anymore, with this poison. And um, uh, a lot of people got very, very sick, and a lot of people died. And, you know, the fellows who were doing this, they made, you know, tens of millions of dollars, but now they're facing a racketeering and murder case, and all of their assets have been seized. And, you know, I've, I've written about a lot of corporate fraud. Uh, this is this is the, the the one. I've never seen one that, that killed as many people as this one. Does this worry you as a citizen, not as an investigative reporter, about the quality of our drugs? Because from reading your article, it appears that the cost of the drug was the deciding factor on whether or not it was going to be used. You do it cheap enough, we'll use it. And that seems to be counterintuitive. Well, the... The, the problem is, is what's what actually worries me. I've, I've written, you know, when you write about when you write about financial fraud, you end up in healthcare a lot. Okay. And um, our healthcare system is uh, rife with lots of different abuses from lots of different areas. Um, you know, people are going into places. Um, and things are happening that they just do not realize are happening. I mean, there are instances, a lot of them, where people uh, are undergoing a procedure and think that they are getting a pain reliever, and in fact what they're getting is saline because somebody stole the pain reliever. Um, you know, you you have so many gaps and so many holes in this system that, um, and unfortunately, the, the the folks whose job it is to regulate um, these entities really just there are so many of them and so few in, you know in, uh, agents to inspect that uh, I mean New England Compounding Center went for seven years without without an inspection and it was just primarily because. There was nobody to do it. Um, you know, you're talking about a very tiny little pharmacy, and so uh, which which caused you know the largest um, wasn't the largest, but it was one of the largest uh, outbreaks of a very serious disease um, in American history. So, inside of your article, you talk about some of the the things that were missed by regulators. Should regulators have caught this? Because um, just by reading about, you know, the clean rooms not being clean properly, even close to clean, not even halfway cl- not even halfway through the procedure, um, should regulators have caught this earlier, or was it just lack of oversight? Well, again, I mean, one of the big things was that um, it, it depends when you start. If you start late in the game, um, um, once you get up to 2007 or so, you know, regulators just just did not have the resources to just keep going in and inspecting uh, a small compounding pharmacy. Now, there's also the issue that um, uh, a, 
compounding pharmacy is not a manufacturer. They were breaking the law and working as manufacturers. But, you know, that the difference being you're making tons and tons and tons of medications. Now, the the regulators were at fault because as far back in 2003, uh, they knew there was something very seriously wrong here. And they re- they went into agreements, and there were there were uh, suits, and everybody signed documents. But you know the um, the uh, uh, really the organization should have been shut down. And um, it just comes down to a question of of what powers they have now. Congress looked at this situation and look how bad it was and stepped up the powers of uh, of the FDA. And so, you know, a compounding pharmacy now, back then there was a question of who has authority to regulate them. Um, because of New England Compounding Center, there's no question that the FDA has the power to, to, uh, to uh, regulate. You had to go through, or I'm not saying you, but it appears that your investigation went through emails, it went through interviews, it went through medical records. How time-consuming of a process was this for you to piece together the story? Well, the, it, it was interesting. You know, the, the, these fellows were just indicted in December. Okay. Uh, and the case, the infections happened uh, in 2012, 2013. And what I've always found is that you know, there's always lots of stories about um, these people were infected and these people did this thing and now they've been indicted. And there aren't a lot of stories about, well, how did it happen? And how do you go through the process of how it happened? And my original goal was, you know, there was somebody who got the first, you know, poisoned injection. And what I wanted to do was you know, take that single dose and trace it back. How, you know, where, okay, here's how it was made. How did the order come in? Where does it all go to? How do you get back to um, uh, that moment when it starts? And it was really interesting because it really, it traced back to this um, um, conference, this trade show, where one woman met one guy and he gave her his his, uh, business card and process got started from there and ultimately you had all these people die. Thanks very much. It's Kirk Eichenwald. I'm sure this will be made into a television documentary at some point in time. He's got the cover of this week's Newsweek, Killer Pharmacy Inside a Medical Mass Murder Case. It really is quite insightful into business practices.
in this music video. I danced in this music video. Not going to die my, deny my love. I was in the background. I had my coconuts on and grass skirt. It's quite sexy. Fastest moving housing market in the United States, San Francisco. 26% of listings last two months. Can you believe that feels high to me? It feels like a listing lasts one day. But, you know, I guess a listing before you can get a bid on, it's probably at least a week or two anyway. In in some cases, it can go much quicker than that. The If it's done properly, you want to have the you know the right amount of, of traffic through there and then take offers you know, a couple of days later and then, boom, you take accept an offer. California is a leading market for job growth, and especially in the Bay Area, a lot of the, the people are paying higher-paying jobs that allow people to get mortgages and buy homes. It's kind of a double whammy effect. Um, eight of the top ten counties in the United States, as far as speed goes, are in California. So if you're going to buy a house this summer, better hop to it. There's an Easter Bunny reference, but I don't know what it is. There's an Easter egg in the show. <laughs> but I don't know where it is. So one of my greatest stories, and this isn't that great of a story, was when I was six years old, I was living in Turkey, a city called Izmir. And um, we were the only Americans. We were living kind of embedded with uh, the Turks. Um, so for East, like, you try to keep American traditions as much as possible, but Turks don't give a SHI about Easter. So one thing you do is hard-boiled eggs, and you'd, like, do Easter egg hunts in your house because you didn't come out in the streets or anything like that because it's a pretty concrete jungle, uh, not a lot of green. So I hid an Easter egg in my mom's shoe. And it wasn't found, and it wasn't found until nine months later. A hard-boiled egg. She puts her toe in it. Nastiest smell you've ever imagined in your life. So just throwing it out there for you. And I got blamed. I think there was maggots in it, too, when her toe finally went through it. So, And I could be embellishing that. So I could have just made up that whole story right there. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. California. Callaway Real Estate Investment Trust said it's going to acquire the Smart Center's retail platform from Canadian real estate developer Mitchell Goldhard, a deal worth $1.16 billion Canadian dollars. Um, Canada has American dollar envy right now. Uh, I feel bad for Canada. Because whether it's, it's, it's kind of like San Jose and San Francisco. You kind of live in the shadow of something a little bit greater. And you know Canadians are always making excuses like, oh, but we got water. It's also so cold there at night that you don't get out of your bed. You have a bucket to pee in right next to your bed because it's so cold. So you don't really have water. You have snow and ice, which is true. I dated a Canadian woman who, in Calgary, she said it was so cold her boyfriend had a bucket by the bed. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Now, keep in mind, I've gone to bed after many nights of drinking with a bucket by my bed. But not to pee in. Just not there. Oh, good golly. So, okay, so 8 of the 10 fastest growing, uh, how quick it is to buy a home in California. Um, one of the things I, I've noticed is that California is in a drought. A friend of mine from L.A., here's his shower routine for his family. They get in the shower, turn it on, get wet, turn it off, lather up, turn it on, get clean, rinse, turn it off. Total water usage under a minute. Drought's going to be a problem. If it, if it continues a couple more years, it's going to affect real estate prices. It'll affect food prices. Here's like here's the ramifications that I think of. Because um, California is like the eighth biggest country in the world. 
and we're continuing to grow. Fifth biggest? I heard eighth recently. But um, it could actually make Americans more healthy and will live longer because alfalfa takes so much water and horse and animals eat alfalfa. Um, and then we eat animals. So red meat is crazy expensive. I've cut back on red meat. So I know my heart's saying thank you. And that makes me a little bit skinnier and a little bit healthier in the heart. So ramifications of a drought, not as easy as saying like. I, I think you can see landlords as well. They're going to start jacking up rents because of that is when water becomes more expensive. Um, I know of a landlord that's removed their hose so that you can't wash your car anymore. Wow. Um, I, it's and that's what it's going to become. Uh, I I was. Are we going to be a, a state of dirty cars? <laughs> dirty, dirty cars and dirty people, right? <laughs> <laughs> we already got those. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, has the water issue come into your world yet, as far as financing or funding a home, or not yet? No, you know, I, I think that it's just something you have to be aware of when you buy a house that you may have a water issue. You may want to check for leaks, and um, you know, I've I heard a statistic the other day that one-third of the water that actually makes it to your faucet is leaks out in the in the old piping system. Uh, so maybe that's something that we should be focusing on as a state um, and, and as a country. We work on our infrastructure. Who, you know, there's some money out there that we could have used from Obama, uh, you know, Reinvestment Act. And, you know, this is something that California probably should have positioned for. But there's no – there wasn't any – they didn't address this in any of these water restrictions. Residential wells run about $45,000. They go from 30 to 150 feet deep. Agricultural wells, they go about 1,800 feet deep, and they run 250 to $750,000. Yeah. It's going to be a business that, you know, redrilling holes people get into. But we're going to need pipelines. We're going to need to be shipping water in from Canada, maybe. Good luck with that. So, 800 might have a little beer in it, right? I'm fine with that. Oh, I brought up the whole Callaway REIT thing because I think that's the best way for the average average person to buy investment real estate is through publicly traded REITs. They do really well over time. You get a nice cash dividend for owning them, which is why you want to own real estate is for the cash flow. You don't want to own your an individual property as an investment unless you're really financially secure. That can get you into a lot of trouble. So own publicly traded REITs, not private REITs, in my opinion. And then when you're wealthy and things are going well and you have like a business, buy a business property as an investment. So cut your cost on renting from other people. I think people do it all wrong. You can find Tony at Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at Rob at RobBlack.com. Big seminars coming up very shortly. Um, April 25th, a couple Saturdays from now. Sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com in San Jose. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.